I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the Bear of Texas, and it is now time to preview this Sunday's game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. And the best way to do do it is to have a Cowboy fan and a Vikings fan put it in old perspective. So, Steve, are you ready to go? Yeah, prime time on Sunday night. How about that? <laughs> How about that, indeed? And you know, in this game, you know, when we look at it. A lot of people, a lot of fans, don't know that Dallas and Minnesota have a long-lasting history together. I mean, going way, way, way back to the seventies. Well, I mean, I think for a lot of people, you know, there's certainly the Hail Mary game, but then also uh, the Vikings beat the Cowboys in Irving at Cowboy Stadium to punch their ticket for uh, the Super Bowl that they would end up losing against Miami. But, um, but yeah, you know, there's there's always been a little bit of history with the two clubs, the, the Herschel Walker trade, of course, um, which – you know, Jimmy Johnson created the backbone of a team that had just phenomenal success for the Cowboys as far as winning Super Bowls. And um, anyway, so yeah, except this time the rivalry, it'll be played out in Minneapolis. And, you know, in, in this particular game, you know, all these Cowboy fans, I mean, I always tell people I'm not like the other fans. All these other fans are just, you know, trash talking on the Vikings because they're, they, even though they're 3-3, three and three, they could easily be 5-1 and one just like the Cowboys. And you won't believe how much crap I get for actually saying that. I mean, everybody likes to pick on Kirk Cousins. I mean, these Cowboy fans, they pick on Kirk Cousins the same way they used to pick on Tony Romo because because apparently, the, both. I mean, Kirk Cousins obviously doesn't do well in primetime and Tony was kind of seen that way, but... But I tell people, like, look at the numbers. Kirk Cousins can throw the freaking ball. He's got weapons. Minnesota is actually a good team. Well, I mean, there were really just a few points for being undefeated. Yeah. You know, when you get down to it, you know, by a grand total of uh, 11 points, they lost three games. Um, the Cincinnati game, uh, Delvin Cook coughs up the ball in overtime right on, like, the 20-yard line. Uh they miss a chip shot field goal, which would have defeated Arizona. Uh, and then offense, they're, probably their most sluggish game was in a seven-point loss to the Browns. But uh, but there's a lot of Viking fans that also like to give Kirk Cousins a little bit of stick, too. But, I mean, all the guy has as far as his numbers, 69.5 percentage completion rate, 13 touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, by any stretch of the imagination, uh you know, six games into the season, those are pretty solid numbers. They are. So overall, I say the Cowboys and Vikings come to this game pretty pretty evenly matched. Both have a huge running game, and then you know, of course, there's the you know the passing game. You know everything. The Cowboys' defense is, I mean, they're forcing turnovers, but look, Trayvon Diggs, who's Stephon Diggs' younger brother, and Stephon Diggs is somebody you're very familiar with. I'm not going to deny that Stephon Diggs is a good player. I mean, the interceptions is is there, but he still struggles on the coverage. And coverage defense has been a huge problem for my Cowboys for so long. I mean, defense overall has been a problem for so freaking long. But, you know, this game, you know, everybody's always mentioning, you know, Kirk Cousins has always had a difficult time against the Cowboys. I mean, 
during his time in the nation's capital, that's definitely the case. But since he joined, uh, since he went to uh, Minneapolis, he's a, he's one and one against the Cowboys. And I actually have Kirk Cousins' overall numbers against the Cowboys, aside from the two and seven record. Kirk Cousins has a 69% completion rate, almost 2,500 passing yards, averages close to 273 yards per game against the Cowboys, and has 17 touchdowns and five interceptions. So, I mean. So the Cowboys defense, they've bullied Kirk Cousins, but he has bullied them back. So I would say it's a stalemate overall, despite the record. Well, there's also a big question, too, as to whether Prescott's going to be able to play in the game or not. Yeah. You know, his legs a little... I mean, my gut feeling is because he's a competitor, I mean, I think he'll play. But, um, you know, most people going into this game are favoring the Cowboys... And I mean, it's certainly understandable. I mean, the, you know, five and one, and you know, they've looked really good with it too. Now, it should also be said too that one one advantage that the Cowboys also have going in their favor too is they also play in a really lousy division. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's face it. You know, the Giants, the the Washington Football Team, Philly. Um, you know, the 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 East. Um, I mean, the Cowboys have a very healthy lead. I mean, even if they were to lose on Sunday night, I mean, they still have like a two or three grain lead on everybody else that's in the NFC least. <laughs> and I'm glad you named uh, it that because that's the way to name it. The NFC least. But um, but the Vikings, you know, this is a game that's really kind of a must win. I mean, they really have, you know, frankly, a, a brutal schedule coming up. Dallas this weekend, followed by the Ravens. Um, then the Chargers, that's a game I actually have uh, tickets to see them out here in L.A. I'll see the Vikings play the, the Bolts out at SoFi Stadium, followed by uh, Green Bay, and then their next, you know, quote-unquote potentially easy game is uh, at San Francisco after they play Green Bay. But uh, but they're, they're entering a really, really tough stretch, and um, the Packers – after you know a dismal opening showing against New Orleans, uh, the Packers have just kept winning, and as we're speaking right now, you know they've got like a two touchdown lead over I think what's going to be now the previously undefeated Cardinals. So the the Packers are sitting, you know, on top of the division, but even sitting at three and three, if the regular season were to finish today. The Vikings would actually be a number seven seed, and they would be playing Tampa Bay. So, mm. even for you know as as many shots as people have taken at the Vikings, and uh, and in some cases, rightfully so, uh, the defense certainly hasn't been all that much to write home about for the Vikings this year. Um, really, most of their games that they've won have been really more shootouts, uh, especially like their last win against Carolina. Mm-hmm. But. Um, you know, nobody's going to confuse this defense for the Vikings' defense as the purple people eaters of the 70s, that's for sure. You know, and speaking of the Vikings' defense, they actually they are tied for first in the league in sacks with a total of 21, and they have the higher the highest uh, pressure rate on an opposing team. So, I mean, you know, and you mentioned yeah, the question about whether Dak Prescott plays or not. I mean, it's been driving me insane. You know, he's been, practi- he's been limited practicing, but... He's showing no ill effects. He's moving great. Everybody's there's been nothing negative about him, and you know he's had the bye week. He's rehabbed it, so let him play. But even if he plays, the Cowboys are gonna have to protect him at all costs. 
And because Minnesota's rushing defense is 26th in the league, average, allows an average of 100, 128, if we have to run the ball 70% of the time, if we have to feed Zeke, then you'll do it. And we have Tony Pollard as well. If we have to run the ball most of the time, then do it. I mean, whatever it takes to win, you know, especially in a game like a game against Minnesota with a high-powered offense, it's about ca- keeping the Cowboys' defense off the field. Well, and I mean, the Vikings certainly can go to a running game too. I mean, Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, 366 yards in the four games that he's played. He's missed a couple with injuries. So, I mean, he's got a 4.6 average. Oh, yeah. And then – and then in substituting, uh, Madison has put up 268 yards with a 3.9 rushing average. Uh, had a really, really good game against uh, the Panthers. So, I mean, the, the Vikings also have the potential where they can run the ball, too, to keep the Cowboys' defense honest in this game. So, I mean, coming into it, I mean, it's a really, really evenly matched game. I mean, I think underst- I can certainly understand why more people would be favoring uh, the Cowboys, but I, I do think that a lot's going to depend too on if uh, Prescott plays. If Prescott plays, yeah, I think Dallas should be favored. If he's not starting, yeah, then I think it becomes more of a pick 'em game. It, it does, and actually, ESPN now has Minnesota by two and a half, and I don't understand why they do that two and a half. But what we do at our, at our tribals, uh, the uh, the NFL uh, weekly and college football show that I'm part of every Tuesday and Saturday. We just rounded. I mean, so now they got the Vikings by three, but this—that's assuming that Prescott doesn't play. You know, if Pres at the end of the day, if Prescott doesn't play, it's going to be painful. But you know what? It's one game, and we were still going to have a clear lead in the NFC East, like you mentioned. And next week, the Cowboys have Denver, and then they have Atlanta the week after. Before, uh, I'm not sure they play after that. Before, you know, they have to get ready for that Thanksgiving showdown against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, but. Seeing this game, you know, I, I really feel like I think by Saturday they'll make the decision, but I think it's, I th- I'm pretty sure Prescott will play. But either way, it's one game, and Dallas could still win. But, but you know, and it, it's not an understatement to say that they're evenly matched. You know, let's look at the passing game. You know, Dallas has Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb. Minnesota has Adam Thielen and um, Justin Jefferson. So, and you know, and, and Ceedee Lamb's just have just one hell of a. Freaking year! I mean, the dude's absolutely amazing. I mean, that that game against New England was just unbelievable. Well, and you know, uh, KJ Osborne for the Vikings has given him a fairly solid number three receiver. Um, you know, so he's got a couple of touchdowns. But uh, I mean, Jefferson is that young man out of LSU. He's just absolutely a Ferrari. Uh, Forty-one receptions, three touchdowns. Thielen, you know, his solid workmanlike self, uh, 37 receptions, five touchdowns. So, you know, if they're staying healthy, I mean, Cousins does have, you know, some targets also to go through. So, um, like I said, this is this is really a, a pick 'em game. It, re- it really is. Um, you know, and of course, speaking of CeeDee Lamb, last year when Dallas actually played Minnesota, I mean, uh, CeeDee Lamb had that catch even to this day i'm asking how the hell did he catch that right well it's not that he it's not like how the hell did he catch it how the hell did he secure it Mm -hmm. because the way the ball moved i was thinking oh of course if if it's reviewed the refs are just going to do what they do best they're just going to take it away from us because you know the refs don't like us but you know and and in this particular game you know you know i can mention you have minnesota could easily be undefeated but you know but minnesota is a, is a well-coached team and mike zimmer is actually somebody the cowboys are very 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 familiar with 
Well, I mean, you know, Zimmer has, he's had a fairly solid coaching career with the Vikings. Um, the Viking fan base is really kind of impatient. I mean, they're looking to try to get back, you know, to the NFC title game again. But, um, you know, the, the other big question mark that has been really kind of a curse for the Vikings the last several years has just been uh, the inconsistency of their kicking game, you know, i.e. field goals. Uh, you know, they blew one game because of a, a botched field goal, but then a game that they almost pissed away against the woeful Detroit Lions, a game they literally almost pissed away and then they get a 54-yarder as time expires, you know, from the same kicker who who muffed up against Arizona. But uh, the kicking for the Vikings has just been really up and down all season. Yes, that's the same thing with the Cowboys. Mr. Greg Zerline, somebody that the city of Los Angeles is very familiar with, you know, had that miss, a uh, couple of misses against the Tampa Buccaneers, which ultimately it cost so so the Cowboys and Vikings both have kicking woes, but you know one of the keys to victory for my Cowboys is you know let's not settle for three. If we're if we're driving down the field, it's about it's about getting the the six points and then making it seven. You know there's no there's no excuse for us not to find the end zone at, at every shot. I mean the offensive line we got Lyle Collins back. The running game is doing well, and you know we're going against a Minnesota team that's not very good against the running game, and you know. So, so you you, you got to know your role, and of course, what worries me is sometimes these uh, these clock management from you know Mr. Mike McCarthy and these questionable stuff. I mean, hopefully if we don't see any of them. We might see one or two because you know, of course, it's going to happen in every game. But uh, yeah, but overall, this game I expect this game game to be a bit of a shootout. You know, somebody I know mentions yeah, the Vikings barely beat the Panthers. They barely beat the Detroit Lions. I'm like, that's probably true. But the bottom line is they won. That's what it's about. They won. So, um, but yeah, you know, but now begins, uh, you know, quite the stretch of difficult games for, for the Vikings. And, you know, they're they're going to have to create their own luck. And, you know, if, if they're going to want to make the playoffs, they're going to have to beat some good teams along the way to be able to do it. So, mm -hmm. I mean... Some might say, yeah, they're lucky because Chicago is, you know, Chicago's just so, it's just that terrible, and, uh, and of course Detroit being, you know, the worst, you know, but still, you know, just because they get second, just because you get second place does not guarantee anything because of how the playoff system is. But uh, we're going to go ahead and start now going with the keys to victory. And so key to victory number one for my Cowboys is run the ball effectively, and, that, and then protect Dak Prescott. You know, keep the offense balanced, but keep the team overall balanced, meaning balanced offense, like good offense and good defense, which now brings me to the defense is they're going to have to sack Kirk Cousins probably at least four times, force a couple of turnovers, and really keep the, the passing coverage good. I mean, Trayvon Diggs is going against the Justin Jefferson. Those two know each other very familiar from their college days. You know, SEC, Justin Jefferson's the LSU guy. Trayvon Diggs is the Alabama guy. So <laughs> Dallas is going to have a tough time. Yeah, a little bit of history uh, with those two, but um, but yeah, I think the you know the people at NBC who decided to make this one their you know showcase Sunday night football game, uh, they're probably really thrilled right now that uh, where both teams are sitting at in terms of uh, 
the standings and then also, you know, with the potential firepower that both teams have because, you know, both teams can certainly score points. Do you expect Minnesota to rely on the running game or to seriously lean more on the passing game? They're going to need to run the ball to be able to set up the passing game. Probably. And, uh, you know, that's, um, I mean, really and truly, I think for, for most teams, your running game, if you have an effective running game, it's just going to make your passing game that much better uh, because, especially if you have a quarterback who can really do a good job of, uh, of faking the handoff. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, I just, uh, they're, they're going to need to be able to run the ball well against the Cowboys and, um, just, just don't know what else to say. You know, they got to protect the rock. They've, they've got to, you know, watch their turnovers. I mean, the one, one thing with the Vikings defense has not been really all that great as far as producing, excuse me, producing turnovers so far this year. So, uh, you know, if they can get a get a turnover too against the Cowboys, yeah, it could be massive. It can, and you know, Dallas has a total of fourteen takeaways, which puts them third in Minnesota's down at number twenty because they only have seven. And, and you mentioned how Minnesota's got to run the ball, and that. That could prove to be difficult because Dallas' rushing defense is fifth in the league, but but you never know when that might change. I mean, they haven't. I'm not sure if I should say they haven't gone anybody against. They haven't gone against Dalvin Cook yet. I mean, look at the running backs. Who 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 has Dallas gone against as far as running backs go? So and you know, I'm looking. At, I'm looking mm-hmm. at this, looking at this schedule right now. You know, um, yeah. So, so far, Dallas hasn't really gone. I mean, against Carolina, they were lucky that Christian McCaffrey didn't play. I mean, that would have told a different story, but. I think the Dallas' rush defense is going to have its, its first big test against Minnesota. So, yeah, they might be fifth rushing now, but we'll have to see if they can keep that up against Minnesota. But but I expect this game to be, you know, both teams to do their best. And uh, assuming Dak Prescott plays and assuming that the offensive line can do its job, you know, and, you know here's what's interesting. Prescott and Cousins, have, they've only been sacked nine times in, in, in six games this season. That's actually good for both teams. Have you noticed that? They've done a pretty decent job of of protecting Cousins this year. So, um, you know, again, I whatever problems the Vikings have, I don't I don't think Cousins is the problem. No, um, and I think he and I think he's had okay protection so far this year. Uh, he's got decent targets to throw the ball to. So, um, you know, they they just have to play play a clean, complete game. You know, offensively, defensively, and special teams. Special teams has definitely been sort of a bugaboo for the Vikings the last couple of years. Yeah, totally, and you know, you know, and Dallas's defensive line still being depleted. You know, Demarcus Lawrence is still hurt and probably won't come back till December. But you know, Randy Gregory, number ninety four, could wreak havoc. And of course, there's uh, the rookie uh, Mika Parsons, you know, who could just literally sneak through the back door and just ma- create massive havoc. But but you know, with the offensive line of both teams, it's it's going to be really interesting. But uh, but now that we get to the final prediction, now this is assuming Prescott plays. If Prescott plays, if the offensive line can protect him and and Dallas's offense can do its job and the defense is good, Dallas can win thirty eight to twenty seven. But this is assuming all that. If none of that happens, the Vikings can very well blow out the Cowboys. It's happened before. 
I think the Cowboys and Nand will probably edge the Vikings. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but uh, but at, but at this point, you know, coming in, that's that's what it's looking like for me too. Yeah, but again, you know, this is assuming Prescott plays, and I really, I mean, I want to say is, I mean, from what I'm told, yeah, he's had a great practice, but it's not up to him. And, and, and I've told everybody, yeah, I know I've had a calf strain. I actually wrestled with one before. It's not the worst pain in the world, but you know, still, you need your. I mean, a running back needs his full leg strength. I just wrestled with it because I was like, you know what? I don't. If I, I, I just told everybody I'm feeling well, even though I was still sore. I mean, I was just being a stubborn kid who just wanted to wrestle. But, but I think Prescott's fine. But if if he doesn't play, there's still a shot. But, uh, I, I mean, but the, all that's assuming. But it's gonna be a tough game either way. But before we go, you know, I'm going to ask, like, as far as the, uh, you mentioned how Kirk Cousins is not a problem. As far as him being paid, do you believe he's being paid too much or he's being, or, or, or like, how do you think about that, that current status about, uh, about Kirk Cousins' pay? There's a lot of people who think he is overpaid. And because of the fact they paid so much for him, you know, they feel like, you know, with the cap structure and everything, the Vikings haven't been able to get you know, other top flight players, you know, to fill in, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's the problem when you, when you put in that much money, but, you know, it's, it's very, very difficult to win without a really good quarterback as well. So it's, it's a really, really tough decision. Um, I wouldn't say that he's overpaid because again, I, I don't think that, you know, particularly this year, I don't think his play has been that bad, but, but have the Vikings had the sacrifice a little bit as far as maybe not being able to get some other position players, you know, because of all the money they doled out for cousins, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to say. And, um, you know, and the whole thing with, you know, drafting a quarterback, I mean, we all know uh, the garbage heap of touted quarterbacks who've come out of college and just flamed out after a brief time. I mean, Johnny Manziel, Crouch, you know, the there's, there's a whole elephant graveyard of quarterbacks who were drafted high in the first round of the draft and were supposed to be, you know, can't miss type quarterbacks. Um, and then you look at a guy like Tom Brady, seventh round, seven Super Bowl rings. And, um, you know, he's, he's arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And he came out of the seventh round. So yes. I don't know. I, I, I think sometimes with quarterbacks, I think sometimes they get too much blame, too much credit. But at, at the end of the day, you you got to have a decent quarterback to be able to win. Exactly. And, you know, and, and because you brought it like that, you know, all these, you know, I've noticed these Cowboy fans that were all pressing the Cowboys to pay Dak Prescott, they were the same fans that hated Tony. And I tell, and, and of course, they'll laugh at me. They'll call me in for saying this. I'm like, Everything that Dak Prescott has right now, the offensive line, all the weapons, Tony never had it. So, I mean, yeah, let's put that in mind. And, you know, Tony was basically, Tony broke his neck, his back, his collarbone twice, you know, so much for this team. And even those fans today still disrespect him. I like, got, okay, fine, I get it. He fumbled the snap, but you know what? He made up for it. 
But, you know, and, and the last thing I want to say, and speaking of these quarterback problems, that's been a problem for Minnesota for the last 10 years because 10 years, 10 years ago, uh, you remember Christian Ponder? Yep, yeah. remember him very well. Yeah. Drafted, and he's a guy I'm familiar with because he played at Colleyville, uh, High, Colleyville Heritage High School, which was not far from where I grew up. You know, he didn't last long. Then after that, I believe there was Teddy Bridgewater, and Bridgewater was probably good for a year or two. I mean, then he had that horrific knee injury, and it has been the same for him since. And then there was Case Keenum, and Case Keenum was was okay, but you know, Case Keenum has always been seen as a backup. But yeah, a quarterback problem has been a major issue for the Vikings for the last like ten years, and. Some might say, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. And again, you know, Cousins, Cousins, in my opinion, has not been the problem for yeah. the Vikings. So, uh, he, you know, when, and especially when you when you go through that, that pantheon of names, uh, you know, I mean, Bridgewater was probably on his way to being a more top flight quarterback. And then he had that horrific knee injury and he was playing well, actually, this year for Denver. Uh, where he's ended up, and he was playing well for them until he got injured again. But Cousins is definitely a much, much better quarterback than than Bridgewater will ever be. And, um, you know, he, he's, the, he's the guy that we're going we're gonna to have to go with as far as, as far as the Vikings. You know, how far we can go is going to depend a lot on him. But, you know, we also have to get improved play from our defense – got to be able to hang out of the rock and we got to get some consistency from our freaking kickers <laughs> <laughs> i mean you have special teams you know it's part of the team so it matters but but assuming everything i said if the cowboys have an offensive line does its job the running game is good if prescott can complete a, a, some great passes if the defense can sack cousins force turnovers four stops and most importantly not commit any stupid penalties i have the cowboys at 38 27 but if that doesn't happen it's going to be the vikings are going to have their way big time well, and again, let's say let's say just for the sake of argument, let's say let's say the Cowboys don't win on Sunday night. You know, they're still sitting really pretty in the NFC East. So, and they and they don't have a really brutal stretch uh, on the schedule coming up. The Vikings, on the other hand, this really amounts to almost a must-win for them because if they don't, then they're three and four. And they'll be going through a really, really brutal part of the schedule. So, you know, playing at home, high-profile game, you know, it's really really a game that Zimmer's guys have, have to get the win on Sunday night. I think the best way to end it is by saying the Vikings, this is definitely a must-win. The Cowboys, if they don't win, it's not the end of the world because of the schedule coming up. But either way, I think we're in for a fantastic game. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll probably have it on in the background when we're handing out trick or trick or treat candy in our neighborhood. The wife and I were going to be in Vegas this weekend. Uh, we were initially going to be watching the U.S. play Ireland in a rugby international, but that got canceled uh, thanks to COVID and uh, visas and stuff. So um, we're still going to have a good time in Vegas this weekend, but we'll get back just in time to be able to hand candy out to the kiddos in my neighborhood here in LA and then I can also have uh, on my smartphone, I can follow the Vikings Cowboys game. Cause that'll be like a five o'clock start my time here. So, uh, so yeah, looking forward to, to a fun Halloween watching football and um, we'll see how it goes. 
Alright, well, definitely will. And uh, no matter what happens, I extend my arm. Good game. <laughs> yep, it's... You know, the respect in combat. Because I, I know, I know you just because I know that you know you st you're still upset about the uh, the alleged alleged hail mary. I, I have to say alleged because I've tried to look at the film, but uh, ironically, before the catch is made, they move the camera up to and you you can't get a clear shot of Drew Pearson. You know, in that collision. But you know, I mean, you know, it, <laughs> I wasn't well, I wasn't there anyway. But you know, it's hard to find the the best footage. But well. You know, the other thing, too, and I mean, this is showing my age. I mean, that game is almost 50 years old. I mean, that was like 1973 or something like that. It was, so it was around there. Yeah. So, you know, that's 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 a lot of water under the bridge. So um, there's definitely a lot more things as a Minnesota sports fan that I could be a, uh, upset about in recent memory. I don't have to drag up that to be sure. Well, hopefully, I mean, one way or the other, the Vikings will one day be Super Bowl champions one way or the other. <laughs> all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Steve, thank you so much for coming here to talk to the Dallas Cowboys. I really hope to have you and Mr. Rod Angeles on Into the NFC at the same time in the future. Looking forward to talking with him uh, and being on at the same time. But uh, everybody have a safe Halloween out there and have a good rest of your week.